Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the On Call Empath. You're listening to the Elite Coaches Series, which is the best out of the best. These are the guests that are handpicked that we go through a screening process and out of uh, many different candidates, we choose the best doctor for this episode. And in this case, my next guest is Dr. Heather. She is the trusted personable medical professional that specializes not only in narcissist abuse, but also entrepreneur. She's been in the Navy, Marine Corps, and she's helped so many people and has a passion for people that have gone through narcissist abuse. In fact, she has gone even uh, farther than uh, helping me with my recent breakup and made sense of exactly what went on. Guys, she's the best is what she does. All of her information is on the very bottom. And in this episode, if you know of somebody or have been through narcissist abuse, or you have questions about uh, closure of what happened, maybe in a toxic relationship, you're trying to get answers, maybe you're blaming yourself, and you're still not over it, this is an episode you want to tune into. And stay tuned to the very end, guys, because we're going to be sharing our own personal stories. Again, this is not medical advice whatsoever, but this is just two people talking about their own situation. But I will say, Doc Heather is definitely an expert in her field, in her right. She's not only gone through it, but she also talks about it. And I know firsthand, narcissist abuse is one of the most devastating things that you can go through. It could ruin people's lives. Imagine falling in love with somebody and all of a sudden it ends. You've been telling somebody that you you love them, you would do anything for them, months after months, and then one morning you wake up, it's just gone. What do you think happens to that person? How do you think the healing process. What are you supposed to do? What are some things you can do in that healing process? And that's what Doc Heather will be going over. This is definitely an episode that you don't want to miss. It's helped me tremendously. I'll probably even have a part two to this um, because it was so beneficial for me personally. But guys, sit back, relax, and let's go ahead and get started. Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that I just got to be on the on-call empath with Raj. It was a pleasure. I'm so excited for the outcome for the You guys the, don't miss yeah. this episode. This is gonna be a good one. It is. It's coming global. <laughs> hey, like, share, and reshare. Invite a friend. We coming at you worldwide. Take care, guys. Don't Hope to talk to you soon and listen to this episode. back for another episode of the on-call empath but this is the elite series so you know my guests are top-notch and my next guest is doc heather she is the ceo of doc heather knows also she's done a lot of work with narcissist abuse if you guys are listening out there this is an episode you do not want to miss she answered a lot of my questions especially after a very, very bad breakup of mine. She took her time, her 
her soul and like sat me down and explained everything. And I, I had no choice but to have her on the Elite <laughs> Series. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you are very knowledgeable. I will tell you, I've had a lot of narcissist guests and um, like that are people that are doctors, people that are specialists, and they broke it down a little bit. But the way you explained it to me, it just clicked. And before we even get into this, guys, this is not medical advice for whatsoever. This is just a conversation between me and her. So obviously, if you're having any mental health issues or have any questions about narcissism, go see your therapist or a qualified physician. But with that said, can you please tell us a little bit about how you got started in, in this subject and why did you want to kind of go into studying like and getting involved with narcissism? Okay, so I love the name of your show, The On-Call Empath, right? So that is ultimately how I got involved in this because it's like I get the double whammy. I am a true, true, deeply born empath, love life. I love human beings of all walks. And um, because of that, I'm like a narcissist magnet. Mm. Okay. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a professional thing. Although, you know, I learned, oh, wow, there's, you know, there's some professionalism behind it. Like I was treating the symptoms of it, you know, depression, anxiety, um, you know, it could be aches and pains that I was seeing in the clinic, even in myself, like just being drained. How about that? I was thinking, oh, I'm doing 16 hour days and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I get home and I'm tired. I'm thinking it's just the long days. No, it was because I was sleeping with one. Mm. that's what really came to it and because of that and when I got ready to honestly when I got ready to divorce the one that I was sleeping with I said I don't ever want to experience this again and that's when the light bulb said <laughs> and I started doing my research and I realized that I have been not only sleeping with one I've been raised by one um I've been friends with one. I've been working for one. So yeah, I I became that narcissistic uh, specialist there. So here's the thing. A lot of people come to me, especially people I coach and stuff like that. They will label people as, oh, he's a narcissist or she's a narcissist or they have narcissistic tendencies. Sure, someone could have these tendencies. They can be on a spectrum. But in reality, there's a small portion of the population that are narcissists. Is that correct? Or is it a pretty large population? So, you know, that's kind of tricky. So when you, okay, you know what? I should have brought my statistics. And there's unfortunately a lot of people who have the flavor of narcissism. I like to call them narcissistically flavored, okay? And you said it, it's a spectrum, right? And it's a personality disorder. So what I can say is there are a lot of hurt people. So if we classify it as hurt people, right? And let's say if we really had to put some numbers to it, let's say 70 to 80% of the people in the world, the world are hurt. And when I say hurt, I mean emotionally hurt mentally hurt, traumatized, mm-hmm. okay? Put it that way. So we can just go back and just say COVID, the, the world pandemic, it was, a, it was a global thing, experienced a hurt, an emotional and mental hurt. That put a lot of people in a certain category, okay? Narcissism is a flavor of something. There's, there's characteristics that go with that personality, right? right? So you're right. We shouldn't go around and be like, oh, that person narcissist, narcissist. Yeah. 
there's characteristics <laughs> that go right. with it. And we can always talk about those characteristics. And there's just a lot of hurt people out there. And just to remind you, if you're an empath or a giving person, you're a prime target for narcissism. Yeah. That's why I say if you're at a job or if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband or wife and they're like a narcissist, we are going to be more prone to attracting the, those types of people in our lives. Um, in fact, I think I was telling you a little bit about my story. I don't know if I was a, a victim of narcissist abuse, but I will tell you the pattern. What you explained to me is the beginning they hook you in. They love bomb you. They pedestal you. They put you on a pedestal and they tell you everything that you want to hear. The sex is great. They buy you stuff. They stroke your ego all so they can discard you at the very end and throw you out the window with the trash. Now, is that usually how it works? Look, the narcissism in, in your in your opinion? Bing, 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 bing. You got it. Like you got the cycle down. Boom. I mean, that's it. It's and it is a vicious cycle. Like literally, the love bombing, the 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 kind of you would call it the pedestal. It's like the love bombing is the capture. Once they have you captured, what I call the commitment. Once you've committed to the relationship, whatever relationship type that is, then there's the deflation. The, the deflation is of your character, your personality. That's where they're going to just start tearing you down, bring you down. They're going to just start making you feel like you are like real exactly. tough. Yeah, that's, that's what I was talking to you about, because all of a sudden one day I wake up, it's like you did this, you did this, you did this. I'm like, where did it all come from? How come you didn't tell me anything within the last four or five months we were together? But all they did was they held everything in and they waited for that one moment that they can spring on something that they, that maybe I brought up like a couple months ago, which they never covered and then said, this is my way out of this this relationship. So I'm going to drop this bomb on him and I'm going to bounce. And that's exactly what ha happened to me. Once you're discarded, guys, that pain is so intense the narcissist doesn't feel it. They go on to their next supply. They have no problem displaying and going on Instagram and, and Facebook and, and smiling and dancing like nothing's wrong. But at the other end, that you that person's life is damaged probably for the rest of their lives. They will never be the same in another relationship again, especially a lot of the people that I talk to. In your opinion, I mean, what is the like the number one lesson that, during the healing process? Like you somebody gets abused by a narcissist. What what are the steps? What do you recommend? Uh, or what do you tell some of the people that you work with? How do you get into a healing process so you're not damaged for the rest of your life? Because this ruins lives. And it does. And so that saying of hurt people, hurt people, it's like I'm on a mission to 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 counteract that. I am on the mission to heal people so we can heal more people. So I don't want to believe that just because you're broken, you have to remain broken. I believe you can create become a, a beautiful creation from the pieces that become. Okay. Right. So what starts with is acknowledging that. And something you just pointed out is that you know, you come out and you're starting to explain and defend and saying, oh my God, I didn't do this. That as an empath is what we do. We want to yeah. want to defend ourselves. We want to say, no, 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 no. I didn't mean exactly. to do that. Exactly. Yep. Stop it. <laughs> you're an adult. You don't owe that person that explanation. Exactly. Okay. There has to be something that is reciprocated. So it's kind of like the R's. We want to, we want to have receiving. That's a big one. We want to acknowledge that we are deserving of receiving. 
We we get to receive love. We get to receive our needs being met. We get to receive our wants. We get to have, we get to have these things and we get to have reciprocal interactions, right? So that means there's certain things I'm sure that your ex, you know, um, that there's things that you wanted to have, but did they get met? Probably not. Because you may not even have gotten a chance to mm-hmm. express yourself. That's right. the other thing. How much do we really get to express in that relationship? Because usually we're so much focused on them and defending ourselves that we don't ever, we, we get lost in the sauce kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, the biggest thing I think is to come out and understand that you deserve to be heard, to be seen, yeah. and to have your needs met. And and just right. know that you are worthy just as equal as that person right. on the other side. Yeah, I mean, this person... I mean, for example, I mean, I can get talk from my, you know, my experience only. It's just like, no matter what I said, what I would say, it would just, they've already made that decision. They already knew that they were going to discard me. There was nothing I could have done to redeem it. A healthy person would have sat down and say, okay, let's, let's work on each one of these. Let's, let's try to come up with a solution. This person was like, um, you know, I, I feel this way. So it's over like, and that's how unhealthy you have to be to not even hear the other person's side. That's a sickness. That is something that is trauma. That's not, has anything to do with me. It probably came from somebody else's uh, garbage, like maybe an uh, ex-husband or a boyfriend or somebody that messed them up previously that is now landing on my face. But the the saddest part is they cannot see that. And, And I want you to kind of talk about that, how narcissists will never take blame. You can never tell somebody to look at their own, um, way of thinking. They're never going to go to therapy. They're never going to kind of admit that they're wrong. And that's a grandiose. And that's the sickness that comes behind this mask. Okay. So I I do want to put this disclaimer out. Like you said, this is not medical advice, but I do want to also acknowledge this because in my community, when I do my coaching and mentoring, when I discuss the person, the narcissistic flavored personality, okay. I don't want to bad mouth the narcissist. Okay. That person is a stunted person just acknowledge they are human as well they have an emotional deficiency mm-hmm. so if you can imagine that person is a child who was emotionally stunted okay so pick an age we talked about it seven or eight years old they were emotionally traumatized and stunted at that age they were poorly treated they were emotionally deprived okay emotionally deprived so they stopped growing emotionally at that age And they, from that point on, they basically are just trying to self nurture and they are not able to because they're eight at, you know, eight years old old, at an adult body trying to make adult decisions and, you know, nurture very independent on their own growing up. Very much so. So they really don't know. So you're right. It's not something that is a personal attack on you. They're just all about self-preservation. How can they take care of themselves, protect themselves from ever being hurt again from that point? Okay. So understanding that they don't understand how to take constructive criticism. They don't know what that means because they never learned that skill. Okay. All they know is somebody's coming to attack them again. Somebody's coming to ridicule them. Nope. The wall is up. No, I don't, I don't hear you. My world is I'm eight years old and I'm the greatest because I'm the only one who can protect me. I don't trust anybody else. I I can't because they never develop those skills. They are the only one who can do that. So that's the thing about it. If you can give them the the grace that they are in an adult form. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
but they're not going to learn that because they never did mm -hmm. as a child and growing up. They didn't develop those skills. Okay. Exactly. So, so you're trying to, you're trying to teach somebody or, you know, logically explain. That's the key thing. Logically explain to somebody, hey, this hurt me. And they're like, okay. <laughs> children are like, I don't, I don't get you. Right. I'm not me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, okay. And and then they go on and do what they're going to do, right? That's what they are. They just happen to be in adult form. And one thing I did notice as a pattern from not just this past experience that I had, but other narcissists that I've come across um, that have come out that they notice that they are narcissists, but mm -hmm. they're working on themselves, which is very rare. They've Perfect. all said that there's something in the family line, whether it's generational trauma or the mother, the father, um, you know, the grandparents, it's a line of people with uh, personality disorders that comes through the tree and even lands on the on the kids. So even in this last case, you can tell like the entire family had some sort of problem and it was starting from the mother to the person to the kids. So it was just does that normally follow up? Is that a telltale sign that th this is generational sometimes? It is. It, it, unfortunately, it is so generational. Um, you know, my mentor, that's something that was an aha and something I really gained from my mentor that I was just telling you about earlier is that they're, we're cut from the same cloth. One of the aha moments for me, like I said, a few years back when I learned, like, how did I get into this? Because that was my question, like, how the hell did I get into this type of relationship is when I learned that you're either an empath or you were raised by one. And I said, oh, there's a third category. I'm both, right? We're cut from the same cloth. That narcissistic person and that empathic person is usually cut from the same cloth. So I, I have siblings. Guess what? Some of us became the narcissist. Some of us became the empath. We both have emotional traumas. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of the people can relate to this. And I think we were going to talk about this is that as an empath, I'm emotionally deprived as well. There are times when I was seeking such emotional attention that there may be, oh my God, if you could just touch me right here, I could just melt. I totally get you. That's how right? I was. I'm like, I'm an actually, uh, you know, uh, anxious attached style, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and I was on it. I was going, taking uh, classes and trying to better myself. So I wouldn't be so needy. So I would give my mm -hmm. partner the best version of myself. And that mm -hmm. was actually held against me when they found out that I was in a codependency group or, mm -hmm. um, and she, that, that if they looked further, I was the one that was teaching that class. So it was like a, a group that I would go to, but they assumed that I was somebody who was codependent and had problems. So that, that was a lie. And that was also used against me as well. But the fact of the matter is when you're an empath and you're taking steps to heal yourself, you're, you're doing stuff like going to therapy, seeking out people like yourself, going to groups, and you're trying to figure things out. You're on a path so you can give your best self to that partner. That's yeah. what I was doing. I felt that I was doing, but it was kind of used against me saying, oh, there's something wrong with you. There's a flaw with you. I don't want you near my kids. Uh, they're, they're, you're, you're not the person that I thought you were. And it was just discarded. And speaking of discard, I, I want to ask you, so after the discard, mm -hmm. so we went through this process of love bombing and mm -hmm. all this, this cycle. After the discard, they're prancing around like nothing happened. Can you can you talk about the repression um, and what goes through their mind? Some people repress it, like 
nothing happened. Others could like go into amnesia and not even remember your name. How is that possible when you tell somebody that you love them every day for months and months and months and months and you come over and you spent your intimate and then all of a sudden you can just shut somebody off like that? What okay. goes through the brain in that sense? Okay. So again, you're looking for that person to have an actual emotional connection. Remember, if you look at them, they are kind of in, internally, they're emotionally avoid. They can verbalize and say that they love you, but their love definition is not truly as an empath. The empath is, is, is a true internal visceral connection. Like when you said you loved her, oh, you yeah. say that you're feeling it deep visceral I, connection. I did her, an episode on it. <laughs> hers was just words. It was just yeah. a word. Okay. There's, yeah. it's, it's two different things. So you can say hers was transparent. Yours was so thick and visceral. Like I'm like, you, oh my gosh, I can just, you can feel it, it in the yeah. air. So two different, same word, two different things. So yeah. for you, you're like, I can't understand. Like I, it's still dripping from me. How can you just cut yours off? And mine is still dripping. I got to still clean it up. No, hers is gone. It's like, eh, no, next, because the fuel source is done right? You're still holding on. You still have ties. You still got these fingers holding on to her. And you're like, no, I can't. I'm kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Her, it's, it's, it was gone. Just like as quick as the word came out of her mouth, she was done with it. And I want you guys all that are tuning in and want you to look at this exact thing here, whether it's a, you know, your spouse, you know, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, this happens so often. I hear this yeah. from all my clients that, Oh, he loved me or she loved me. She, you know, we were, we were planning to going on vacation. We were playing. She bought me this. He bought me that. And, and that's another thing. There was a lot of thing, gift exchanges that they still wear. Now, I don't know if that's like a battle when some, some, one of my, one of my clients said, what's like predator when they kill somebody, they wear the, they wear, they wear the skull around uh, as a necklace. Like that's mm -hmm. what they're doing to hold mm -hmm. on to the, some of the gifts that you gave them to show the world, like, look, look at me. I am so grandiose. I won. I'm out to the next supply. It's kind of like they're showing off. Like I, I, I got you. And that's, that's the, that's the sick game that they, they get off on. And there is some of that meaning like a conquer. Okay. So there is some of that to be, because they do want to be the center of attention. Remember yeah. the, the, the source needs to go inward. They're not giving they're taking yeah. Okay. So there is some, if, if that, if that gift will bring attention to them, absolutely. They will wear it. And that's what we were speaking about just briefly too. If there's something where that gift won't bring any attention to them, they'll stop wearing it. Yeah. You know what? But if it's something where people are going to be like, Oh my God, look at that. Where'd you get that from? Oh, please believe they're going to continue to wear it and continue to talk mm -hmm. about it. Okay. And it's going yeah. to be a conquer quest. Yes. But that's what I want people to understand. Please, the empath, stop taking it personal. Yes. We've got to learn how to stop internalizing it because mm -hmm. what happens is we connect our identity to that person. We connect our identity to those words. We connect our identity to that action. And then once that action is over, they're done and gone, moved on to another source. And yeah. we're still connected and broken yeah. and, and falling apart. And mm -hmm. like you said, they've moved on to two or three, five other people. Yeah. Right? And yeah. And one thing you can do also, if, you, if you've been a victim of narcissist abuse, and I, and I know this won't make sense now to a lot of you guys, but be thankful 
that you dodged a bullet, number one. And mm-hmm. two, you can learn from this and not let this behavior happen again. Because I, I certainly, I'll be the first one to tell you, I think I spoke to you the day after um, you know, the breakup that I didn't look at the red flags. I discarded one after two, after three, after four. And I was just so infatuated with the fact of the person, not the person itself, that I'm like, wow, what could this actually be? This could actually be like that Hollywood movie. There is no such thing. There is no Hollywood ending. Relationship takes works. There's going to be ups and downs. And if one person is moving too fast, you're having intimacy on the, you know, on the second date, third date, you're talking about like long-term relationships, you know, um, and you want to get married. That's usually a, a, a red flag to say, okay, we need to slow it down a little bit and find out who you are as a person to make sure that you can fit into my life. Uh, Heather, I want to, I want to ask you this, cause I, I know you, you've done so much good work with this and, and, and um, I'm curious to ask you what is like the, what would you say that there's something that's not talked about uh, when it comes around narcissist abuse nowadays, like uh, emotional abuse and, and and things like that? What what are some things that are like hush hush and mainstream? Would you say? I think you you kind of just tapped on it, and it's in that recovery of, in a way, when we're recovering, I believe we can. Okay. I'm, I'm an example of it. And I think you're coming out of it as well. Yeah. You're searching for that. Thanks to you. <laughs> thank you. And one of the biggest things is we, as the empath or the, the, and, and I, I'm, I'm very ooh, hesitant to say this word, but the victim target, the, you know what I'm saying? Magnet of that abuse is that guess what? We do have that emotional deficiency. Okay. My mentor calls it the love, self-love deficiency. It's on the opposite side of the spectrum. And to say that, guess we deserve, it's not a neediness. Like we, we have turned this word needy as being a bad thing. We deserve to be loved. We deserve to be loved the way we want to be loved. So we get to kind of figure that out. So one of the things I would say, just like you just mentioned, is if somebody's coming in and they're giving you everything that you want, and you're like, oh my God, this is so good. It, it feels so good. It tastes so good. What is this? And you're intimate on the third day. Realistically, it's like, is this what you want? That's what I would ask you to step back and see. Mm-hmm. Is this what you want? Do you want intimacy that quickly? Is mm-hmm. the intimacy that good? You understand? Or is it that you've just been without it for so long? Bingo. And I think that's where I don't play the name game. I don't blame her. I don't blame me. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is we both are, we're coming in. We're both coming from a place of probably not getting something that our past uh, relationships didn't give us. So we got that from each other. So it was mutual at that point, but it takes two to tango. And I guess I should have been more, thoughtful of myself been like okay let's put a brakes on this let me put my boundaries up let me you know say let me i can only go this far if you can meet me this way we can do that and the communication was great in the beginning like everything was going great but i had i'm not perfect either i messed up too by not having my boundaries by not um out of fear that they might walk away Mm. or they i might lose the love of my life because this was the person that I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. 
Um, and nothing was going to change that in my mind. And and I don't know, I can't speak for this other person, but I know for me, I was, I wasn't going to um, compromise. I was going to kind of do what they say as empaths do people pleasing. Um, so that's what I did. And so it bit me in the butt. And so I know now I'm going to carry this for the rest of my life and into my next relationship. But before even that, there has to be healing. There has to be time to forgive. And I'm not obviously mad at anybody. It's something that just happened that I can grow from as a human being. And all you guys that are listening out there, you guys been following me almost 200 episodes. You know, as empaths, it is not a destination. We always are working on ourselves. We're always like trying to better ourselves because you know what? We have been through trauma. We're traumatized. And the only way to get over that is by learning, having great guests like you on here and that are experts to kind of, hit us in the head and say, okay, this, this is, this is what happened. You're not a bad person for it, but learn from it and don't keep repeating the same thing. And that's, I'm something I'm guilty of. So, but I want to really thank you. Like you, and this is like outside the podcast for Mm -hmm. all of you guys that don't know, I actually spoke to doc Heather way before this podcast and she took her own time out of her own day, almost an hour to sit down with me to explain exactly why I was feeling the way I was. And by the end of the conversation, I kid you not, I felt so much better. I didn't feel bitter. I didn't feel like, I. of course there was sadness. I was just shocked what happened to me, but she is the real deal guys. And that's why I wanted her have her on the podcast, but on the elite series. And I'm going to have all of her information on the bottom. So definitely go check out all of her stuff, her Instagram, everything is going to be in the link below. So she's one of the best. So that's coming from me. And I had to put that disclaimer on there just because I had a lot of guests on here and, you know, for you to do that, that really meant a lot to me. So thank you so much. And I'm, and I'm letting everyone know that, that you did help me more than anything. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Raj. That was a testimonial. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And um, yeah. So before we wrap up here, um, what is like one thing you want to leave somebody here that may have like tuned in and, you know, maybe they, they, they're in a narcissist, uh, be, you know, relationship, they're trapped or they're trying to get out. Um, if you can really quick, just tell them, you know, something that they can do right after the podcast, uh, just to kind of give them hope to keep moving forward. I think that there is a way out. Okay. That's, that's my number one. There is a way out. And my biggest thing is start right now of identifying what it is that you really want and need. That's how you do it. Period. Start there. What do you really want and need? And that's how you're going to start. And you're going to start comparing it to that. And then contact me. Let's talk. There you go. (laughs) I I highly recommend her. Definitely check her out. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on this podcast. You're always back always welcome back for part two, or even if I have other specialists, I'd love to have you on a panel of experts because you are the real deal. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, guys, there you have it. There's a, there's that episode of elite series. Check it out. It'll be on Spotify, Apple, uh, anywhere you can listen to, please share this with someone that might be going through some narcissist abuse. Um, it definitely make someone's day and um, always guys keep moving forward and we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.